Ready? Uh-huh. All right. What's up, everybody? My name is PJ. And I'm Blake. And today we're picking up on our series that we're doing on our ex-churches, Cultural Values. Um, and we're today on number four. Um, I think we've done four since we... No, not how many we've done because we skipped ahead. Like this was... Oh. I guess there was no numbers. Today we're doing Cultural Value be authentic and we accidentally skipped this one so we're going back to be authentic and it's really uh um kind of a doozy because um uh, just nobody was authentic (laughs) yeah well i feel like or was everyone authentic that's the question (laughs) oh my gosh I, well, I feel like everyone really wanted to be authentic. Right. And that's where I feel like this cultural value really was like a struggle because there were so many people who were leaders there and, you know, like us and our friends who really, really wanted to be authentic in the sense of I wanted, you know, I wanted to share what I actually thought about things. I wanted to share with people mm-hmm. when I was struggling with things or like stuff like that just like true good friendships but it was really hard because if you shared you know something you were struggling with um then there was a fear that you wouldn't just like get love and help and support you would get demoted Mm -hmm. and um i mean that that happened to you yeah be authentic yeah i think everyone did want to be authentic and I think to a degree people were authentic at times mm-hmm. um, but then there was other very clear times that they were completely fake yeah and 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 also at the core I think when it came down to it love community uh, support grace all that stuff was so inauthentic it just wasn't even existent yeah you know <laughs> And we tested that, obviously, and, yeah. and and we see what happened with that. So, you know, like you were saying, like, I think um, one way, one reason why you couldn't really be authentic, even though we wanted to be authentic, was all the politics mm-hmm. and the fact that the, the head pastors had no accountability, had no even... desire I guess to let themselves be called out you know for example um, one time I was authentically chewed out yeah you know I I believe she was authentically very mad at me Uh, yeah (laughs) Um, and maybe she had a good reason maybe not but but there was no discussion because that's not how it worked there authenticity ended right there because Mm-hmm. When it came to them making a point or making a, uh, an example out of somebody for hurting their feelings or challenging their authority, it was way more important to, to, to regulate and let everybody know we honor mm-hmm. our pastors. That was the ultimate cultural value, which I, I don't even yeah. think it was a cultural value, but an unspoken cultural value was we don't challenge our pastors. We mm-hmm. don't tell them when they're hurting our feelings or when they're being rude or, or anything like that. Because like you said, you lose your position. 
you lose your good graces. Mm-hmm. You, you you don't get to, you know, you, you don't get to sit at the right hand of Pastor So and So, slobby blobby, <laughs> like because that was such a, a great position to be in. Like we were talking about how um, one of the things they really did well was and talked about how well they did all the time too was casting vision Mm -hmm. without a vision people perish you know and so they did really good Mm -hmm. at they were really good at making you believe this was such a high calling and your purpose and to be in chico california and we're gonna reach this city because there's a a demonic principality hovering above like a cloud (laughs) and you know, like we're gonna break that thing down. So many other pastors failed. They went psychotic over trying to like win Chico, and they just couldn't handle it. They took tail and run, and like we're not gonna do that anyway. So <laughs> I feel like they really made people believe that was such a great thing to do, mm-hmm. and that this these pastors were like just sent from God, yeah, to. <laughs> To correct everything wrong with this with this county, and we're gonna put it on the map. It's gonna be it's gonna go from poverty stricken to uh, everyone's gonna be living in mansions and and you know no more bums. Yeah. And <laughs> and like anyway. So my point is that really became a such an attractive thing to do. It was like. Somebody who wants to be a baseball player and they devote years and years of their life to like getting, you know, to like getting recruited, you know, and and playing on a team. And then once you're on that team, who wants to sit on the bench? Who wants to be cut from the team or traded? That's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And that's how you felt when you if you were authentic about something negative that, that, you know, a feeling you had about the way things were being done. You're going to get cut from the best, the best church that has ever existed for all of time. And Apostle Paul is up in the clouds. Jesus is watching and he's Mm going to see your shameful ass get cut from this team because you just couldn't cut it. You dishonored your pastors. You didn't lead your department and build team. Yeah, well, I feel like what that did was it made little cliques of people who were authentic with each other. Like I had a a friend there where we, her and I would tell each other everything, you know, things we didn't like about the church and like about the pastors. And we also didn't go tattle on each other. There are some people that I tried to be authentic with (laughs) and tell them and tell them like what I was struggling with and they would just go run and tell the pastors and it's like okay well that's not helpful you know and last time I talked to you about my problems yeah exactly so it's kind of like you're just testing everyone and it's like who can I actually trust here you know because I don't know who's just going to go run off and and tell you know the pastor something bad and sometimes it was like not even what I said or what I meant you know that's why it's like you are not like you don't talk about other people's business like me venting about something that I'm struggling with you know or oh the pastor said something to me I didn't like I don't know how to handle it that's not gossiping about the pastor that's me getting advice from a friend on what I'm supposed to do you know and so 
I feel like because of the culture that ended up being created there, it just created these little cliques of people that would just complain to each other, you know, and that's kind of how we started. Like us and one of our other friends were like, oh my gosh, like we actually all are feeling and thinking the same exact thing. It's like really refreshing and comforting. I guess I feel like one of the things that I feel like this is this is something that could be a problem with all churches, all religions, is you you kind of inadvertently create this this culture of perfectionism when you feel like you're constantly under scrutiny and you're you're constantly being critiqued on how well you walk out your faith. And it's like, it's like a terrible thing, a sin, Mm -hmm. like to, to not do well, you know, according to your Bible. And Mm -hmm. I say your Bible because I, I feel like this is like, like, I feel like all religions make people suck more because they want to look and they want to actually be really good, but there's no way. So, you know, I guess, for example, with like with like us, it's not that we gave in to a spirit of sexual immorality. It's a spirit of adultery. We need to cast it off of you. Mm-hmm. No, no, actually, it's just I'm so alienated from all of my fake friends because they'll they'll turn me into the head pastor, mm-hmm. you know, in the name of uh, getting what, more points with them. No, well, yeah, but what? But what's the word? Uh, um, covering you. They're gonna cover you. Let me cover you, brother. You're going off track. Oh my! So gosh. without even talking to you, I'm gonna go and let the pastor know, and we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna have a team meeting behind your back, and and discuss what's going on with. With PJ, what's going on? Like, how, like, what do you guys think we need to do? Wow, that's so loving. That how is that not gossip? That's what I don't get. It's like, well, let me, well, yeah, but let me ahead. finish my thought. Like, like the the problem with that is it's not it's not that you you're demon possessed and you just gave in to sexual morality. No, you just found like some connection with somebody that is actually authentic actually safe and 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 it's it's like you don't have to put a mask on or you know after years and years of doing that it's just so exhausting and i think that's why there's a lot of people in ministry where it's like oh crap they suddenly messed up really bad no like that was building for years and years Mm -hmm. and and they just actually probably hate having to be so fake Mm-hmm. For people to, to continue to respect and love them. And so, it's like, well, I'd just rather would be, I would rather just, you know, um, confide in somebody. And it, I guess, is like unhealthy, you know, or I don't know. This, I, it's, I feel like there's a lot of different ways that can, like, happen. But, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's, it's like for once... In a long time, you feel like there's somebody who understands, and 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 that just looks a lot better than this whole fake life. No matter how purposeful it looks, 
or whatever. You know, it's like, let's just, um, you and me, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like I explained my thought that well, but. I knew what you meant. I, I just feel like, you know, when, when you have to put on a fake, on a, a facade for so long and basically be an actor to stay in like good graces with your people mm-hmm. that's bullshit yeah yeah and I'm, I'm happy to see pastors of, of great churches fall because I feel like they're f- just fake pieces of shit <laughs> like like everyone else yeah the only difference between you and the rest of your congregation that's not on your level yet is that you have a lot of practice talking about the Bible in front of people. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. And and you look cool. You, you bought cool clothes. Cool, whatever. Like, you find out that their life was actually fake and, and they're full of shit. And they don't do any of the stuff they talk about. And, I mean, they might as well be sitting in the crowd with everybody else because they're just the same. Mm-hmm. And that's what they deserve. I feel like one of... One of the problems there with this specific cultural value was that the pastors would continually tell you you needed to be authentic, you know, with with them. So, like, if you were on their leadership team, then you needed to be authentic with them, you know, and with a couple of the people on the team. Because there's a whole hierarchy. Even on the leadership team, there was ones who, like, they really, really liked and kissed butt and then there was others who were like more on like the outside you know even though they were in the group they were still like on the bottom of the group and so you could share with maybe some of the people up in in the upper parts of the hierarchy you know and then they also said like to get closer to your disciples you need to be authentic with them but not too authentic Hmm. you know so it was like it was so confusing I was like okay well who am I supposed to share what with you know, like, I have a bad day. Can I tell my disciple I had, a, like, a really, like, crappy day? Because sometimes the pastors would do that to me. But if it was a disciple who hadn't been there long enough, then they might think that I am saying that the church sucks. And then they are not going to want to come here. And so it was, like, all of these things. And it was, like, it made it so complicated. It's, like, if you feel close to somebody and you feel like they understand you, it doesn't matter if you're, like, their leader or anything you know, you should be able to be authentic with whoever you fucking want to, you know, it doesn't have to be this like huge thing. And I feel like that's also why people were afraid to be the true selves is because they didn't know who they could do that around or who they're supposed to do that around, Mm -hmm. you know, or like sometimes they would confide in people and then one of them would get like, you know, move up and rank a little bit. Then they can't confide in their friend that they used to confide in anymore because, like, they're lower than them, so they have to confide in these other people. And it's like, it just is, it's a mess, honestly. And it was really confusing and hard for me. And so that's why I didn't really talk to anybody except for my one friend for a long time until you and I started hanging out with our, it was like us two and this other girl that would hang out. And until then I was like, oh my gosh, like, Oh, I feel so like at peace with you guys because I can just be myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I can cuss if I want to, and I'm not like yeah. I don't have my leader hat on. So, you know, I could just like actually be myself, and it was so nice. And I feel like that's how all relationships should be. You know, 
And it really sucks, I feel like, that the pastors couldn't do that or didn't think that they could do that with anybody at that church. They could only do it with people who they weren't leading, Mm -hmm. who they didn't, they were never around, you know? It's like, what, somebody from another church comes and visits us and tries to help our church once a year, and that's the person that you're going to confide in over everything? They don't know you. They don't see you every day. So it's like, how, how do you do that? You know? Look, guys, see, we have leaders, too. Yeah, we have great friends in ministry. It's like, okay, you have an acquaintance who you talk to. No, you're actually isolated and completely cut off from, like, all humanity. That's... that's right yeah so it was, it was not how they said it was you know so but yes yeah, so the gossip thing that was not thing that bothered me yeah. because you know the bible says I don't even know if the bible says not gossip honestly I feel like that sounds right but this is something about gossip yeah I'm not 100% sure what it actually says but you know they would say like not to gossip about people but then if somebody on the leadership team was struggling with something, the pastors would go around, or at least the executive pastor would go around, she would pull in together groups of people to talk about this one person, talk about what we're going to do with them. Like, okay, they're struggling. Like, can you reach out to her? Like, can you go to lunch with her? Mm. You know? But then, so she was basically talking about whoever was struggling at the moment, because there's always somebody who was always doing something, you know? And then, that person would get talked about for a month or so and then they'd move on and be another person that would get talked about in all the circles. And I don't understand how that's not gossip. That's not helping that person. Go to that person and talk to them and say, who do you like to hang out with? You guys go do stuff, you know? Well, here's part of the reason I feel like... Um, it almost seems like, like that one person in particular was this way about gossiping her. The, the executive senior pastor? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really feel like the senior pastor was... Oh, he didn't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like he... Yeah, I don't feel like he really worried about that type of thing. Um, no. He was mostly concerned with uh, how you make him look. Yeah. Otherwise, just pretty much do whatever you want as long as you're making money. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing in the flock. Yeah. The tires. <laughs> I don't care what you got to do. Yeah. You know, she would she would call it authentic to to berate somebody in front of the team. And the reason she would do that is because she knows she is talking about people behind their back. Mhm. And she knows that that you know, right. it's like, "Oh, like don't worry, this isn't gossip because I'm about to talk about it with them in front of everybody too. So I would say it in front of their face, you know, this isn't gossip. Right. You know, never mind that that you talking to my friends about me when I'm not there. I don't like that. Right. You know, like, no. Because she's forming. You should like that because that's me being authentic. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because she's saying, well, I'm going to say that to them. Anyway, so it doesn't really matter if I'm telling you first. But the thing is, if there's two people who do something, say two people get in an argument, the first one to come to you and tells you, oh, I got an argument with so-and-so and he did this, you're 
like first instinct as a human is to be on the side of whoever told you first. Mm. And you're going to believe that story and the other person's going to have more work to do to prove to you that that's not actually the whole truth. That's interesting. And so she does that to form, I don't even know if she did it on purpose, Probably but it's, not. it's a great manipulation tactic, honestly. It's like, I'm going to tell you about this person so that you form an opinion of them in your mind. And then when we all go have a conversation with them, you're not thinking about it as gossiping because I'm just telling them what I just told you. And then we're all going to be on her side and we're confronting this person because we already believe that this person has a problem or is struggling with something, you know, that they are like, sometimes it was like, I'm just blindsided. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, oh yeah, I woke up, you know, later I... I didn't get a lot of sleep the last couple of days, so I'm tired. And so, yeah, I don't seem as like peppy as normal, but I promise you there's nothing wrong. I'm just tired and overworked, which, you know, it'd be like, oh, no, no, you have a spirit of something else that we got to like get out of you. Mm. Can't possibly be that you're fucking overworked, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I feel like that was it. And that's also why I think that when we did what we did, they had a huge meeting with the whole leadership team about us without us there. But that wasn't gossip because, oh, why? Because everyone sent us text messages after that meeting and told us how shitty we were, you know? So, and obviously we'd already talked to her about it. And then my ex was there. So because he was there, then it wasn't gossip, even though we weren't there. And I feel like that's not fair. And so every single person in that room had already had their mind made up about us when they left. And that's exactly what they wanted. They didn't want... To help us. I don't think it was that they had their mind made up. I think that it was just it was just they threw a wrench in the whole, you know, helping us with what we were going through thing because mm-hmm. I don't know, just you know, it, it, inadvertently putting this whole twist on it, like, like how do you guys feel about what they did to us? Mm-hmm. And I, they probably would. I, People's gut reaction to a friend that makes a mistake is, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, you, let's get some beers. We'll talk about it. And, like, we're going to get through this. Like, very positive, right? I mean, I, I, I feel like that's how most people that I've come, come across in the world, except for this place, you know, once, well, people that first started going there before they got indoctrinated right. were this way but it's like that's that's human nature is to be I feel like empathetic and loving and mm-hmm. it's like oh this is somebody that I love they're my friend they're going through something I need to be there for them yeah you know but those those pre-meetings the gossip sessions before the actual like confrontation mm-hmm. set everybody up to to be thinking very negative things mm-hmm. like you know, things that it's like, I, I think they're still confused. Yeah. There's no reason why some of the people there that are like not talking to us or not talking to other people that left the church in past times. Mm-hmm. It's like, why the hell aren't you talking to them? Yeah. There's no reason. There's n- literally no reason. No. <laughs> like, except that you had this little meeting before you formed an, op- an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. And those people fed you your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Your own beliefs about it that you still hold. Right. That it's like, I can't believe they did that to us. Right. We were all supposed to be running and building this church together. Mm-hmm. And and like, and they just left, abandoned me. Yeah. No. No, dude. <laughs> people were fucking hurt by those people. Yeah. 
like people were people were manipulated and 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 uh, like gaslighted and is that the right word gaslight yeah gaslight Gas, gaslight gaslighted. Uh-huh. gaslighted yeah just like you know confused by the situation there and yeah. and trying desperately to, to look after their family and do the right thing and that meant leaving right and and I don't know just like it's like but now we still we still can't be friends <laughs> I know that doesn't make any sense to me so one more example of how being authentic really bit you in the ass there mm-hmm. being authentic at a fake ass church is really bad yeah it doesn't uh, work <laughs> so I was I was in charge of the AVL department um, on a weekly basis and I've been doing that for several years um, and it was getting really uh, difficult and I'm sure it was for everybody because there were some times where just the whole church would go kind of in these waves of struggle mm-hmm. because of the pastors. <laughs> yeah. The pastor yeah. so and so is you know going through something. Well, we're all just gonna pay for it. Yeah, pretty much. And and so we were, you know, we were in one of those phases where it's like we're just we gotta get better. We gotta do this. Nothing's good enough. I don't know. And 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 like. So I was doing all this different stuff on top of normal life stuff, work, you know, family, all that, you know, whatever. And, and I was open and authentic about what I was dealing with, with somebody. Um, I think it was, I think it was one of the pastors and, um, that resulted in me just losing my position. I just walked in one day and, and somebody else was in charge and they were they came up to me and said, Okay, so I am I'm in charge of this department now and I was like, Okay. Um well what are we gonna do? <laughs> you know, because this was somebody I trained. Yeah. And and I never had any bad blood with them. I never wanted to make them feel bad for anything because they were just doing what I was doing, just trying Trying to respond to their, you know, their mentor, their pastor, and and do a good job fulfilling their calling, and and so, but in my head, I'm thinking, who am I gonna, whose throat am I about to go down? Mm-hmm. Um, because this is ridiculous. You know, I voiced a struggle that I'm having. I'm getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just put me at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. Like, so, um, that was, yeah, I don't want to go into a bunch of detail about that story, except just to say that, that, that was kind of how, what we were talking about, you know, about, um, if you were authentic, you get put on the, uh, you were bent, you were sidelined, you were like, mm-hmm. you know. You were cut from the team, you know. It's like just, just. It's like if if you weren't the highest possible performer, or if you went backwards ever mm-hmm. and had like a, a difficult season, like they did so many times. Yeah. Like, 
it's okay. Like, you know what? You should sit out for a while. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't come to the Sunday night meetings at my house though anymore because that's for leaders. Right. Um, you know, and, um, yeah, well, we'll restore you. We're here for you. We're going to figure out a way to restore you because there's something broken with you when you struggle. Right. Even though I struggle all the time and I never get kicked out of my position. We put too much on your plate and you couldn't handle it. We're going to figure out why you couldn't handle it. Because you should have been able to. Yeah. Normal people would handle that. Well, good leaders. (laughs) You just got to learn how to be a better leader and manage your time. The most hilarious thing. The most hilarious thing about all of this is that, that... that they, they were they 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 had this great uh, 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 um, impression of themselves. Yeah, it's like I'm a world famous fucking pastor, <laughs> <laughs> and we are we are doing this and that and this so and so such and such pastor who is like actually famous. Yeah, you know internationally known pastor. Here's why they're getting it wrong. Yeah. Let me let me just teach you why I'm better. But but the funny thing is is like it was such a po dunk ass church. Seriously. I mean, side note, that was just a side note. I mean, all of this stuff we're talking about, you know, it's it's like they they talk about without a vision people perish. They could not see themselves for what they really were. Yeah. That's true. They're not authentic with themselves at all. Yeah. That's for sure. That would have been a good cultural value. We're authentic with ourself. Yeah. <laughs> Super not self-aware, for sure. So, I feel like, I guess the last thing I would, I would say about that is that, about being authentic... Um, is that they would try so hard to mold people into what they thought that they should be. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's inherently telling somebody who you are is not good enough. You have to be this person. So they couldn't actually be, whoever that person was, couldn't actually be their authentic true self because they were told, if you want to get here in this church, you can't do that. You know, you can't be who you are. You have to dress this way. You have to wear makeup just like me. You have to, like, get new clothes, which I get, like, being put together, you know, but everyone has a different style. So, you know, if you're trying to attract, like, all different kinds of people, then don't have everybody just look like you and act like you. Because, for one, people can tell when people are being fucking fake. You know, like if you walk in and somebody has like a fake smile on and you can tell they're uncomfortable and they're trying to be extra peppy because that's how they're supposed to be. It's like, okay, dude, like you're being way too much for me. Are you normally like this? Have you had like just seven shots of espresso today? Like what the heck is going on? This is weird. You know? Just, I mean, I mean <laughs> the thoughts are flooding in. That, that place was just so pathetic. So pathetic. Yeah. And that, I mean, that that really frustrated a lot of people because to get, you know, 
to be like a higher level leader there, you basically had to be a carbon copy of the executive senior pastor. Yeah, and and they weren't even that wasn't even who they were, like No, it wasn't. It wasn't who they actually were. Another small way that was, I think, on everybody's mind about how, how um, we were not authentic was our branding mm-hmm. and, and marketing. Trying to make this impression that we're full of young, white, prosperous families and not that we didn't have those and that was the predominant demographic of the town but that's not who we were Mm-mm. that's not who fit in with us that's not who that's not, wasn't our vibe no there was and, college kids sorry no it's okay there was like a bunch of college kids and then there were so there were some, a couple of white families, and there were a ton of like Hispanic families, and yeah, Hispanic, black, yeah. Asian. I mean, we had people. We had a we had, rainbow. We had, we had all kinds of people, and I think at one point the entire worship team, not one single white person was on the worship team. Yeah, and and it's just funny because it's just like it's just it's just plain and simply, just a fake representation of who we were. Mm-hmm. It's not authentic. And the reason that they clung to using these stock photos of white families was because they wanted white families to be a part of the church. Right. Nobody else did. Right. I definitely wanted us to take pictures of our own fucking people. Right. And let's use those for flyers. No. We use these stock wh- photos of white people. Um, you know, not to, be, not to make a statement about, you know, what's going on in the world right now. But, like, you know, that's what it was. Yeah. And, and, and it was so, it was just, just to me, it was just like, we don't have people and cameras. We yeah. can't take our own picture. Like, that's just so fake. And you can, t- yes, because you can tell stock photos. I remember there was a little family that we had on a flyer one time, and somebody saw that exact same family, same pose, exact same stock picture in like a <laughs> picture frame at like Ross or something. I was like, yes, exactly. This is why we need to use our own people. Because how great would it have been if somebody would have come in and said like, oh, you're the people on the flyer. That's so cool. Like that's way more authentic. And then you automatically feel like, wow, these people are like legit. I feel like I always kind of took some pride in, even though I took flack, I, I took a lot of pride in the fact that I... Just never fully drank the Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely did in some ways. I wanted, I wanted to be. A, what we, were told we were going to be. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to reach the world, with this good news, that you can have a solid relationship with God, and Jesus Christ and people and like you can have. Just, you know, like like a group of, of really awesome f- friends and family. Mm-hmm. And in ways we kind of did that, but we didn't. And when it came down to it, you know, from the very top down, it just wasn't there. Uh, but I, I 
in a lot of ways, I was, I feel like, not just me, a lot of people, people like me, who were truly authentic, really got a lot of flack there. You either kissed ass, or you just didn't fit. Yeah. It didn't have anything to do with authenticity. You know, for the people who took them at their word, they actually didn't do well. Yeah. Like, you had to learn how to play the politics there and look authentic whilst being totally upon a reproduction of who they were, not yourself. Mm-hmm. And those were the people that really, really made it big. Which, I mean, they didn't make it big, but they made it big in that place. It's like, yeah. you want to be a shot caller here? Like, do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And, like, if that conflicts with your conscience or with your your the, the reality of who you are and you have the balls to, to like, to not, to, to say something about it or not conform, you know, it's like, it's basically your fate was to be on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. We're happy to have you here to tithe, but don't, don't expect to come over and hang out with the team after Sundays right. at the pastor's house mm-hmm. and get accolades and, right. you know, all that. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> that's so true. And that's why it was so frustrating to actually try to be authentic, knowing you couldn't if you wanted to have any, um, like, if you, if you wanted to be in leadership at all, you really couldn't be authentic. And that was the problem yep. with that culture value specifically. So stupid that we st- stayed there for so long. Well, it's because we liked the other people there, you know? There's a lot of reasons why, but yeah. <laughs> That's not the only reason why. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying in regards to this, like, uh, in thinking about this cultural value specifically. Okay, so that was it for episode 24. Yes. And if you guys have any experience about how you felt like you were trying to be authentic and it didn't work or anything like that, just leave a comment or send us a DM. It's really interesting hearing everyone else's stories. And make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel because it really helps us. And we'll see you guys next week.